they charge me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Allegedly Bravo. I'm Lauren, and today Cash is not with us. She's don't worry. She's fine. She's just working because one of us has to make a living around here and it isn't me. Okay. So I have in Cash's little spot, my cousin, Jackie. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. So today we're doing a, actually, I should say, thank you for joining me. Not, you don't need to thank me for having you. You Good, saved my this best. Is just a lot of anxiety. Sorry. Okay. So um, today is an episode of the briefing room. I've picked five stories that are happening in the legal pop culture world. And we're just going to talk about them and like share our thoughts and opinions, you know, okay. talking shit on Can a I public level. My- should I tell the people um, how much I know about this stuff? Yeah, go ahead. Tell the people. I don't know much. <laughs> I do my best to try to seem like I know what's going on. Good. That's all. That's <laughs> what we do. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing either. <laughs> okay. So for our first story, do you know who Jesse Smollett is? Yes. Okay. The Yeah. He did the where he pretended to make it a white crime, but it yeah. wasn't a white crime. Yes, a hate crime. Exactly. Yes. So um so after he all he got convicted, you know, and they sentenced him to jail. And during that whole thing, like the judge went on and on and on about like how the judge was impacted by this whole story and how like The judge has seen over all his years being a judge, like real, real, real victims of like really bad crimes like, like this. And to, and the judge was all to see you just like willy nilly, like put a noose around your neck and act like flippant about it was like crazy. Um, so he, you know, gave him his sentencing and it was like really crazy. But after the sentencing, like when they go take him out back, you know, to the bring him around back to the clinker, um, he had this like crazy outburst and I had to write it down word for word and I'm going to read it to you now. Okay. Okay. Jesse said, I am not suicidal. I am innocent. If I did this, then it means I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that I respect you, your honor. I respect your decision, but jail time, dramatic pause. I am not suicidal. Like what the fuck? Gosh, I feel like I'm at work right now. Oh, really? Do they outburst like this? Yeah, because we send them to an inpatient hospital, but they want to go home. (laughs) 
Right. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that makes sense. Jackie works in the mental health community at like a crisis center. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, everyone wants to go home, but like, I found it kind of weird that Jesse was like, I did not do this. And it's like, no, I, I think you did. I thought that part was already covered. That part was definitely established when the jury was like, we think you did that. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. And then this part like of the whole thing is just supposed to be the judge saying, okay, well they think you did it. So now I'm putting you in timeout, you know? Yeah. But, but I think with the, with the suicide thing, the way that our community is, is even if it did happen, they would not, they wouldn't care about him saying he's not suicidal. They're just going to ignore it because it's all part of a secret plan oh. run by the government. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like he thinks he's like going to be, um, What's that? Something. Yeah, like what's that pervert's name? Epstein, like Jeffrey Epstein or something. That, okay, that's what I'm trying to say. And like nobody, like we all know, but nobody really talked about the suicide part. Right. And it's like, okay, Jesse, unless you completely ran like a top tier sex ring, like that involved presidents and stuff, like no one's going to kill you at jail. I don't think. I mean, I've never been. No, I think he's being dramatic. Yeah. The drama. The drama. Um, so then those two guys that he said uh, were the ones who did the hate crime against him, the two brothers that he paid to do yeah. the whole thing. Well, um, they want to sue Jesse's attorney for defamation because I guess she went on the Today Show and she said that those two brothers attacked Jesse in whiteface. Um, and so because she said that they're going to sue for defamation. I mean, you're already accepting that you did something like this. Like, just let it be just, I know it's like, can you're, everyone you're just on the stop? ground? Yeah. Like there are, you're on the ground. Don't keep trying to get back up. Mm-mm. Just, you know, take it. You did it. You got to accept it. You got to take it and just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. And like, if those brothers just like walked away from this whole thing and didn't go around suing everyone, like go get an acting gig while your name is still in lights, you know, that's what they wanted to do. I believe anyway, was like, look up to Jesse for like acting chops. Yeah. And I think if, if the white face is true or not, that, I mean, obviously isn't okay, but well, the, po- the point of the white face part was the lady said it because Jesse was saying it was a racially motivated attack. So he's when he was describing it, it was as though like white people in MAGA hats, like two white guys in MAGA hats attacked yeah. him. So that's why it's like, well, I don't know exactly if, you know, what's the, what, what is the thing? Like, I feel like they talked about it in court. I didn't read the whole court transcript obviously but like you know just let like you said let the dying dog lie see I think it's more no they were wrong and we should we they should get in trouble but they need to stop trying to get into everyone's faces after they've already been 
you know, proven that they did this shit. Right. Yeah. You know, I never even watched Empire. Did you? Um, no, I actually have no idea who this man is outside of this. <laughs> I'm sorry to this man. <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't feel well. Everyone's wrong. Everyone's wrong and everyone needs to shut up. Everyone shut the fuck up. All of you, all of them. I wish they would all just stop it. But also like, thanks for giving us about 10 minutes worth of content. That was really nice of you. (laughs) Thanks, Jess. So I guess stay tuned. We'll see if those brothers, like how far they get in this lawsuit. I feel like everyone's suing each other up there and it's just, it's time to move on. Um, Did you watch Inventing Anna? Um, yes. Okay. You didn't. You trickster. (laughs) (laughs) But are you familiar? Okay. I saw saw the first two episodes and then I took a nap that lasted until the last episode. Yeah, that'll do it. That's a good nap. So, I mean, it was like subconsciously being heard. Yeah. So, you know, you know her, you deeply know her in your subconscious. And my parents were watching it and I saw it and stuff. So you're familiar with her story about how she, you know, faked a whole name and a whole identity and like tried to secure millions and millions and millions of dollars in money. I already wired you the money. I already wired you the money. So after she served her time, she, so this is the story. Anna Delvey Sorokin may be deported back to Germany. Okay. She already wired you the money, but she faces deportation back to Germany after almost one year in ICE custody. Okay. So here's the thing. I was under the impression that this woman was in ICE custody in Orange County, California. But now I'm under the impression that this woman was in custody in New York, the state. So I don't know how much like leg I have to stand on here with the story. Cause I didn't even really know where she was until I still don't. Did you just, did you just picture this happening? Like in our hometown? Yeah, I think so. But I feel like I heard that she was there. I don't know. That's Maybe so I'm just funny. trying to make it all about me. No, I think it makes sense that you kind of, if you don't know something, you just fill it with information that you do. Know. Right. And it's like, we know there's like ice stuff in orange County. <laughs> yes. Like we know that. Um, okay. So she, it might be deported. Um, and in light of her deportation, uh, soon to be deportation, Anna claims that she has had like tons of proposals for marriage and adult adoptions so that she can stay in America. I think that makes sense. Would you offer Anna Delvey a proposal of marriage or adoption so she could stay? We'll be back after a quick break. Finding Ruby is the incredible true story of a 16-year-old tricked by a seemingly innocent Facebook message. A message that would lead her from the protection of the mountains to the nightmare of an online trafficking den. Her first message to me was like, Hi, are you looking for a job? Ruby is hidden from the world, from everyone except her abusers. But... She isn't alone. There is a team of people looking for her, and they will stop at nothing to find her. This isn't just the fight of her life. It's their fight too. Search for Finding Ruby today. 
no, I don't want to be responsible for anyone but myself. Totally. Yeah, I agree. I also don't know the story enough. I I don't know if that ended if she was guilty or not. So. Oh, she was guilty and she went to jail for four years. Okay. I mean, no, I think my answer is still no. Okay. The other thing that I have to ask you is, hmm, I had a question and then I forgot. Oh, my question was, have you seen the adults adopting adults show on TLC? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen it on TikTok. Oh my God. I'm like scared of it. Well, yeah, there's this one that's always on TikTok of that man who's like very creepy about it and like being a perf. He uncomfortable with it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he wasn't adopting a kid. He was like, or an adult as a child. He was like adopting like a weird, it was weird, right? No, it was weird. I think all of us know. Yeah. We're all on the same page. I think we're all on the same page. And like Anna Delvey, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure you are. <laughs> the the marriage proposal thing, fine. Sign a prenup. This is more for him than for you, him or her than for you. But the adoption thing, I would steer clear, Anna Delvey. I would really steer clear of adult adoption. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Okay, next story. Did you watch Real Housewives of New York ever? I feel like I told you to, but I can't remember if you did. I... Um, tell me who's in the first season. Okay. It's Ramona. Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Ramona is like all you need to really know. Uh, but did you, I don't think you... I finished it. I just saw the first couple. Did you meet the lady who threw her leg? Yes. Okay. That's Aviva. Okay. So her okay. husband is named Reed. Okay. So Reed Drescher, whose cousin is Fran Drescher, you know, of the nanny. Oh yeah. Wait, wait. And like, that was based off a real story. No, like, like Aviva's husband Reed is cousins with Fran. Like how you and me are cousins. It'd be like, if you were Fran and I was Reed, like we're just cousins, just but, being cousins. But Fran is a character. No, Fran, Fran Drescher is the name of the person who plays Fran fine. On the nanny. Oh, okay. It's very confusing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I get. Okay. Yeah. So cousins by blood. Cousins by by choice. Maybe they're friends by choice. I don't know. (laughs) After this, though. (laughs) Okay. Let's continue. Okay. So Reed, who's Fran's cousin, as we've just established, is the controller of this like hedge fund or something called Gateway Privileged Fund LLC, which I do read into as like and a good acknowledgement that he is very privileged. Um, He claimed to have like tons of money in this fund, allegedly like $120 million that he was like looking to invest. And he reached out to this company called PNS Ventures LLC. That's a marijuana based, I mean, an LA based marijuana grower. Yeah. Los Angeles based marijuana grower. Okay. So this PNS Ventures, the pot shop, I'm just going to call it, um, alleges that when they were talking to Fran's cousin, he was just name dropping all this stuff like, oh, listen, um, I think that you should sell me the stock. Because the point was that 
Reed was going to invest money into the pot shop. And in return, the pot shop was going to give Reed stock so that when, you know, it got traded or whatever, the value of the company would up, like Reed would make more yeah. money. Yeah. Like Shark Tank. Type. Like Shark Tank. Exactly. So apparently when they're like doing all these negotiations, Reed is going around name dropping and he's like, oh yeah, Fran finds my cousin. My wife used to be on the Real Housewives of New York. And so I have all these celebrity friends and is like basically saying like, and because of that, I can raise, you know, the amount of money this company's worth. Well, the pot shop believed this man who they didn't know and accepted $5.4 million in exchange for stock. But when it time, when it came time to pay up, um, Reed had to let him know, like, yo, I only have $1.3 million to give you. Not 5.4. Is that legal? Uh, well, that's why we're here because unfortunately the, it was not an okay thing for the pot shop. They were very, 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 very pissed. And so they're suing, um, Fran Drescher's cousin Reed and saying, listen, we want this contract canceled, like asking the court cancel this whole contract. We want our stock back. We want money damages, whatever. So like, no, it's not legal. And if this is true, um, Aviva's husband's gonna, he's gonna have to pay some money. Yeah. Because you, you can't just say you're going to sign a contract and not do it. But also I feel like people say that all the time because people aren't good people. But the thing is he already signed the contract, but when it came time to, you know, ante up, his card declined. That that seems illegal. It is. Yeah. It does seem illegal. (laughs) Cancel the contract. Yeah. It is illegal. And I think that like, he definitely should pay these people the money that they're owed And, um, this guy, like his attorney thinks he's all like Mr. Big Dick, you know, how they like try to be all flexy. And he's like, yeah, just so you know, like, we're going to be filing massive counterclaims over here. Like saying as though, like, actually Reed is actually coming after you pot shop. It's going to be big. And it's like, okay, another one of those, just shut the fuck up thing. Just shut the fuck up. And it's like, sir. You're not going to get paid for this. Clearly the man doesn't have money. That's what the case is about. Do you think that he has, do you think he has enough money to pay him? I have no idea. Actually. I don't really know like, this what is his net worth. I don't know. Let me look. Reed Drescher's net worth. I would hope more than 120 million. You're frozen. Okay. Now you're working again. Let's see. $30 million. That's not that much. So, yeah, but I think he can pay what he said he would pay. Yeah, exactly. Like pay the 5.4, bitch. But you, his lifestyle will definitely have to change. But I mean, come on. Shouldn't I don't be a liar. Don't be a fucking liar, Camille. <laughs> <sighs> it's so exhausting. And you know, it's like, I'm so sick and tired of these men just like acting out. It's like, yeah. do what you I say. I mean, don't get me started. Right. I will get men. you started. That's a whole soap. That's a whole soapbox. We'll get there at the end. Okay. So I guess we'll stay tuned and see uh, what Aviva's husband's going to do. Like, I don't know. 
I don't know, but we'll stay tuned. You ain't got no money. You ain't got no money. Did you follow the Gabby Petito case? Yes. Okay. The next story is Gabby Petito's family files a lawsuit against Brian Laundrie's parents. Did you hear about that? Yes. And I was surprised when I read that when you sent me the the link because I thought that that had already been said and done. Or at least that's what the public was saying for a while. That was said and done between Brian Laundrie and the state. Because when a person dies, it gets like that. So like the state versus Brian was done because the guy's dead, you know? Well, yeah. But then Gabby's parents actually filed the wrongful death suit, like, and saying like, you knew this whole time that our daughter was dead while we were looking for her and you were helping your son like hide. Yeah. I I thought that they already did this because that's what everyone was talking about on social media. Like, obviously they know something and they're hiding something and they deserve to be punished. I thought they got arrested. Huh. No, I don't think they did get arrested. I think they got brought in for questioning and stuff, but this is different. Like this is straight up Gabby's mom and dad. Like the, the state isn't involved. Like there won't be a, um, like a prosecutor. It'll be like Gabby's parents attorney. Yeah. Okay. And then like the, the punishment won't be jail. It'll be like money. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, is that, how do you decide, this is off topic, but like, how do you decide if it's going to be a consequence of time or a consequence of money? As a consequence of what? Like, what's the deciphering thing for you're going to go to jail or you're going to have to owe money? Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, if you're going to have to go to jail, that's only if you commit a crime. So that's like only things that like the state or federal government or whatever has like made a crime, like speeding excessively murder. Like there's a whole penal code that will tell you that stuff. And most of it is like crimes against a person, like physically touching the person or whatever. But if you have to pay like money and stuff and just money and no jail, then that's a civil case and there wouldn't be any jail time for that. But that's only two private people who sue each other. The other one, jail only comes into play if the government's involved. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Learn something every day. You learn something every day. That's what we're here for. So in the lawsuit Gabby's parents filed, they said that Brian's, uh, parents knew that their son murdered Gabby and that when Gabby was reported missing on September 11th, like what a hard day, less than two weeks after Brian had returned home to the laundry's house, like where he lived with Gabby, by the way, they lived together in that house. Oh my God. It's like, I can't imagine living with like my mother-in-law and then dying. And then my mother-in-law not telling my mom. I know that's That's insane, not normal human behavior. No. And then, so he shows back up at at home without Gabby. Gabby had been murdered on the 28th. And then 
she's not reported missing till the 11th. So the parents of Gabby say it is believed that Brian Laundrie advised his parents, Christopher Laundrie and Roberta Laundrie, that he murdered Gabby Petito. And on that same day, his parents spoke with an attorney and retained him on September 2nd. So they like hired him to represent their their son before Gabby was even reported missing. Are, are we able to look at the receipts for that? Ooh, good question. I bet we could request them. I'm going to ask Cash to do like a records request. If they're public records, we can like, but I don't think they'd be public records because there was never a case in the, well, in the court. Then, could they come in with a warrant and look at it or? Uh, no, because that would be criminal as well, but they could do this thing called discovery where you can like send a piece of paper that says, or a big stack of paper that says, this is what you need to give us. And it's like, you know, all the communication between you and Gabby from January, 2017 through today, you know, and then they have to give it, but they can't do warrants if it's just two people suing each other. Oh, right. Cause the state's not there. Yeah. Cause the point is you never want to allow the government to like, just burst into your house or like take something from you or like yeah prosecute you because it's like you have this freedom of like not that yes you know oh yeah so I don't know I kind of think that I believe I believe the potatoes like listen I'm not here to be the judge and jury but as the judge and jury like I kind of think they did it allegedly. oh 100% I mean, I mean yeah 100% as allegedly as 100% get As allegedly as 100% gets. We'll be back after a quick break. Were you team Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Brittany or Christina? Simple Life or Newlyweds? With When They Popped, you don't have to pick a side because we're going to mention it all. When They Popped retells the stories of the late 90s and early 2000s biggest celebrities, trends, and phenomena like boy band mania, celebrity-based reality TV, and the rise of famous for being famous socialites. We'll unpack their rise to fame and uncover some facts you may have not known along the way. So throw up your away message and throw it back with us with When They Popped. Available wherever you stream your podcasts. Do you, have you guys um, talked about him? What what you think his death? How that went down? No, but we can. How do you think it? Well, went just down? how? Well, I just if his parents knew, yeah, and then he showed up in a river with no obvious puncture, like gunshot wounds and stuff. Well, I mean, because he was deteriorated so badly. Do you think it was suicide? Was that what people like? What was the answer? I think it was suicide because I feel like they found that wet bag or dry bag or whatever you call it. Like I'm not outdoorsy, so I just don't know the terms, but they found that bag and it had a note in it. And I think it was a suicide note, Mm. but well, I think his parents were involved in that decision, whether it was telling him to do a suicide or actually killing him and making it look like a suicide. I feel like they at least knew that he was out there and were like helping him stay out there. You know, I'm not going to lie though. I was bamboozled by this TikTok that, that showed like a hand reaching up from the soil in their backyard. 
I, I was too. Out, so I was convinced that he was hunkered down in a under the ground bunker that was underneath like a flower shed. I was convinced yeah. by satellite uh, image. That's what I thought. And so that is also why we have to always remember where we get our news from. Listen, and TikTok's <laughs> a great place to get news from. I get all my news from TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I still think they did it. Yeah. No, and honestly, in all that. fuck them. Kind of pisses me For off. For reals. For reals. Okay. So the last story that I have is, um, I mean, I'm sure you've heard about Travis Scott and the terrible Astroworld tragedy. Oh, yeah. But then like everyone stopped talking about it. Well, I will never stop talking about it because if there's one thing I was put on this earth to do. It's talk shit on Travis Scott. I fucking hate him. Okay. So Travis Scott's, this is the name of the headline. Travis Scott's legal team responds to Astroworld's victim's family asking a judge to take action over Project Heal. Okay. So the victims of the Astroworld um, massacre, I will call it. uh, Mm -hmm are asking the judge to be like, okay, let's like not be contributing this new venture. Travis is starting called project heal. Um, Let's kind of put somewhat of a gag order on them so that people who could be prospective jurors in this like death suit, you know, won't be like bamboozled by whatever Travis puts out through this potential media outlet, you know? Yeah. He's just trying to cover basically make yeah. himself look good exactly but it wasn't even him it was travis scott's legal team right it wasn't even him it was travis scott's legal team so what so i obviously had to look all the way into this and i looked up this project heal and it's h-e-a-l in all caps and on the website there's dots in between each letter so i'm like obviously this stands for something right because that's what the dots mean in between letters like an acronym And I couldn't find a goddamn thing about what that means, but I did find that everything is in conjunction with his other, um, like nonprofit called cactus Jack. Have you heard of that? That's a car dealership down here. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if he owns it. (laughs) Well, anyway, cactus Jack, like is his like nonprofit, right? Well, Project Heal and Cactus Jack do the exact same thing. I think it's fucking stupid. Oh my God. So I'm looking up Project Heal, can't find a damn thing about what H-E-A-L even stands for. So I'm just assuming it's bullshit. None, nothing has to do with Astro World. So I don't, I don't know why he's even doing this. Okay. This foundation offers academic scholarships, 100 scholarships. Per year. Okay, great. No more, no less, I guess. But for more information on the scholarships, you have to go to the Cactus Jack Foundation. And then the scholarships are also on the Cactus Jack Foundation. So basically, he's having two nonprofits and profiting off of that. Yes. And they're actually the same thing. They're actually the same thing. So then... He also says that with Cactus Jack, he's going to expand this like alleged state of the art design center called CAC.us. 
design center, which is great. Like great. Every kid should have a place to go after school to have some after school enrichment and creativity time. That's fabulous. I love that. But Cactus Jack already does that. So why is Project Teal now also doing that? And then because they all it's the same. It's the same. And then they say they're going to they're going to do a crisis care hotline um, with mental health resources to be made available to the schools within the area to help identify students that need mental health support. What and then what? Like you identify them and then what? You give them the, a, a phone number? It's just like people tattling on other kids. Right. And it's like, so what is this? Is this a scholarship place? Is this a design center? Is this a mental health clinic? And then at the end of it, they're doing this thing called stakeholder and tech driven solutions for event safety. So this is the astro world part of the whole thing. And okay. the point of this pillar of Project Heal is bring together relevant stakeholders from the government, public safety, emergency response, healthcare, and tech. And they will focus on developing new technologies and innovations that offer ways to address the challenges posed by large scale events. And then after all the research, Project Heal will assist all those people I just named, the government and the emergency response teams. He's going to help them create a comprehensive report. And then he's going to present that formally and distribute it for adoption to all the cities that have events. I'm sorry. That is such bullshit. This is insane. <laughs> like what? You're just going to run your own little government. You're just going to like get together a committee of people who like are just going to drop everything for you. And then you're going to make a whole plan and force everyone to adopt you know it. Do you know what this feels like? Crazy like a high schooler, like a high schooler presenting their like final capstone project at the end of the year. Totally. And like the teachers are like, okay, you get an A, but like literally there's no way it would ever suffice in real life. Yeah, I agree. And he's putting $5 million into it. Oh, and he also said that proceeds from his upcoming ventures, part of them will go into Project Heal. I mean, granted, whoever thought of this, like, really covered their ground to, like, get their money back or, like, get paid yeah. and cover the story up and, like, look like a good guy again. Yeah, it's Chris but Jenner. It's- <laughs> this has Chris Jenner written all over it. <laughs> but it's too obvious, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's so stupid. I just yet another Travis Scott dodging responsibility. And it's like, okay, how about you donate to an already established foundation that has some expertise in all of this shit already? Why do you have to start from scratch? Just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. And give your money and your apologies to the families. Exactly. It's like, and how about just don't perform anymore? I hate yeah, him. <laughs> not to bring up cancel culture sound, but like, just be canceled. Shut the fuck up and accept you're canceled. You got a shot and you fucking ruined it, man. Well, I think out of all of these 
um, things that we just discussed. The Jesse Smollett, Aviva's husband, the Petito thing has a lot more men than women. And Travis Scott are all, these are all men who just need to shut the fuck up. I know. They all just need to shut the fuck up, though. I know. I and mean, it's like, I'm sorry. Professional opinion. I'm sorry to this man. I love men. No. That's it. Shut Not the fuck all. up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to, um, do you have any criminal behavior? I have criminal behavior. Do you know what criminal behavior is? Do you want me to explain it to you? Yeah. Okay. So at the end of every show, we try to kind of lighten the mood by giving our own criminal behavior, which is like stuff that like, you know, things that give you the ick as they say on the, Mm -hmm. on the clock app or like things that just really are like, so criminal, it should not be permitted. Okay. Okay. So I'll go first. If you don't mind, unless you want to go first. No, that's fine. Okay. So we get a snack box every single month. Okay. And it's called universal yums. And, um, my boyfriend's company got it for them for like Christmas or something. And the point of it is every month they send you a little box, like the size of a birch box or like an Ipsy glam bag. And there's like a chip, a cracker, um, (laughs) some, some gummies, like, (laughs) treats, you know, and like world market, like world market vibes, but it's themed. So like the first one was like Poland and like, we've had, uh, somewhere else that was good. I forget like Spain or something, you know? So this month I'm so excited for the snack box and it shows up on our doorstep like two days ago and I rip it open. And on top, when you open the snack box, it tells you, it greets you with the name of the country that the box is themed. <laughs> and I opened my snack box that was themed Russia. <laughs> and it was all Russian themed snacks and the little booklet on the inside was like, so you've probably heard a lot about Russia in the news, but we've had this box plan for over a year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so glad that they put that in there. (laughs) They're like, we've been planning this, um, since July, 2021. And honestly, like (laughs) this is going to print in January and whatever happens, happens. And we got a fucking box of Russian snacks delivered to our door. And I was like, do we eat them? Like, do we burn them? Like I'm team Ukraine. (laughs) I don't know how much more clear I could be. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) So my criminal behavior goes to universal yums and bad timing, but also it made me laugh. Gotta find, you gotta find levity. Okay. Is it my turn? It's your turn. Okay, so my universal crime is going to be a little off off brand of you guys, I guess. Okay. Because I want to talk about myself. Oh, of course. Um, so this is like my first very traumatic breakup that I just went through. Ugh. And like, it fucking sucks that you have to be an adult about everything. Like you can't show up at their house and like punch them because apparently that's assault. Yeah. Which I think people should. Mm, Everyone should get to punch at least one X. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll see where this story's going. Okay. And then 
and then like you can't post on Facebook you can't I mean you can do shit to their car stuff like that but like you'll look crazy yeah and you'll lose you know you've lost so this is my moment to like I know nobody at work is going to hear this Uh I know they're not going to hear this but I just need to say that Allie H (laughs) is a homewrecker and she pretended to be my friend but was in love with my boyfriend for over like our entire relationship and they were lying and sneaking and talking to each other and I was made out to be crazy because I was worried about her and it was all true and I still at the end of the day he still goes I didn't cheat on you we didn't do anything yet yeah boy you've been in a relationship with her (laughs) Ew, that makes me want to throw up ew fuck you fuck all the cheaters I'm more mad at her though, which like usually the girl doesn't know. So it's not her fault. Mm-hmm. Like she was my friend and she knew and she lied to me and like, he's trash. He's fucking trash in so many ways, but she needs to know she is, but I can't tell her. So this is me telling everyone else. And you know what? We're all here for you. And <laughs> criminal behavior is cheating and lying and sending Russian snack boxes. Okay, everybody. Well, that was our debrief. Thank you so much for listening. Cash will be back next week. And according to all our Patreon voters, our next episode is going to be all about the house husbands. Okay. Shout out extra special shout out to our Patreon members, our VIPs. We have CK classic sky tops. Go follow her on Instagram at classic sky tops. And we have Mr. or Mrs. Smith head on over to our Patreon page. We have all of our um, episodes, commercial free bonus content and every pretty much literally every single piece of paper we've ever documented or downloaded and talked about is on there. Okay. Now we can say bye. Bye. Bye.